Blog Talk Radio. Elevated Places. This is your host, Ava Muhammad, and this is the Thursday night edition of Elevated Places, Ask Dr. Ava, with my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, the executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, our contributor and analyst, as well as international correspondent, Brother Ruben Muhammad. And of course, uh, it is a Blessing to be with all of you again. Um, didn't have an opportunity, and we'll say it now, Id Mubarak, um, as we have closed out the blessed month of Ramadan, and I pray that you were able to hear uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, on the uh, Ramadan prayer call on the 30th day. Uh, calling us from the holy city of Mecca, where he and a 17-person delegation from the nation of Islam uh, have spent uh, more than a week as the guest of the king of Saudi Arabia, and I'm sure they're going to have an incredible uh, report for us when they return. Um, I have been attempting to get... uh, Brother Terrence on it appears we're having some technical uh, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All praises be to Allah. Yes, my my board is showing you is not here, not here. So that it's uh the sound of your voice is music to my ears. So I'm joined by my inimitable co host, Brother Terrence Mohammed. And we have a really uh, great program tonight. Um, The town hall meetings, should blacks consider separation, are continuing to roll on as we move toward the fullness of the prophecy of our exodus. Uh, The promise to Abraham has been fulfilled. And I think, Brother Terrence, that was the title of my lecture this past Sunday in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, I think this was your your first separation town hall, am I? 
Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, ma'am. Oh, and and what what a what a difference your presence makes. Um, (laughs) Praise God. Awesome, awesome. I mean, you talk about keep it moving and keeping things smooth and by the numbers. You are a master at that. Um, And so uh, tonight we are expecting to uh, be joined uh, shortly by two um, wonderful student ministers in the Raleigh-Durham area, uh, Brother Aman Muhammad out of Durham, North Carolina, and Brother Donnie Muhammad out of Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, Brother Donnie and his wife, uh, Dr. Cynthia Muhammad, um, operate Torchlight Academy, which is really the quintessence of what the Honorable Minister Louis Barakhan speaks of in Study Guide 21, uh, a new educational paradigm. They are really pioneers um, in bringing in that education that our children need to have to in turn bring in a new world order. So we're very excited uh, about them coming on. I don't no, I don't see Brother Ruben uh, as of yet, but um, if and when. Uh, okay, there he goes, okay. But my screen is just impressive. Right it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blessing. That's a blessing. All right. So our international correspondent, I call him the brother from tomorrow because he's always a day ahead of us. And he's calling us from down under in Australia. Uh, really look forward one day to going there. Uh, Brother Darius and I were blessed uh, a few years back to travel to the Fiji Islands. Um, and, and we pondered, uh, Brother Ruben, over just going ahead and <laughs> knowing we were about as close to Australia as we would ever get. But we weren't able to do that, uh, but Allah willing, we will um, in the in the near future. So, Brother Ruben, why don't we uh, hear from you first uh, with our uh, international news and, of course, your observations and insight. Uh, your analysis is always uh, enlightening for us on elevated places. So, assalamualaikum, sir. Go right ahead. Wa alaikum salam and id uh, mubarak to all of the listeners and to the panel. How are you doing today? Great. All doing wonderful. Great. Praise be to Allah. And Dr. Ava, you should make it into Australia because, you know, you would, uh, I think I could count maybe uh, on one hand the, uh, the, the followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, females who have been here in Australia, so uh, you would uh, you would be in, in that number if you could make it here to Australia. There hasn't been many. There have been a few. Mother Khadija Farrakhan was here. Mother Tanetta has been here, and there's a few other That's believers. Awesome. But uh, yeah, you would. Uh, we haven't had too many uh, female uh, members of the uh, of the Nation of Islam here, and there's plenty of land. Australia is as big as the United States, with only 25 million people. So uh, if we carry mm. on in the spirit that uh, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad blessed us with during the Theology of Time series, uh, 1972 um, 
he mentioned uh, Australia and New Zealand in a very specific way. So, um, you know, it belongs to us and uh, plenty of land here for all of us. And the original people would um, love you so much and would welcome you in in the same way they welcomed the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan here. So, (laughs) So that's right. So let me move on quickly and thank you for... um, I'm mentioning to all of the listeners, if, if you haven't seen uh, the pictures yet, or, or some of the pictures, I should say, that uh, many in the delegation with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan have been posting on Facebook, on Twitter, or you know, just uh, on social media, go and see some of those pictures. Um, there's been some live feeds as well. Our Imam Abdul Malik uh, out of New York, he uh, brought a lot of live feeds and that captures the spirit of the different people from everywhere, Muslims uh, from all walks of life, Chinese Muslims, African Muslims, uh, uh, you know, people from everywhere. And you'll get to see for yourself what that particular area in Mecca, especially in the hotel that they stayed in. That's a very special hotel, that uh, clock tower hotel in Mecca, because it's, uh, it's one of the, it's actually the tallest building in Saudi Arabia and the third tallest in the world. But uh, if you look at it and study its architecture carefully, and we're not going to get into it now, you will see that uh, he was placed there uh, as one who is keeping time as a watchman. And, of course, a lot of that facade is in a green color. So uh, a lot of symbolism going on there. But uh, I studied a little bit more, uh, as well as the message that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan blessed us with on the Ramadan prayer light. All that is available on archives. Very quickly, let's move in fact, let's start it off uh, in, in America right now. Mexico and the trade war that uh, Donald Trump has now you know, vowed to uh, have with Mexico. The Chinese have taught the Mexicans a few lessons, and one of the headlines on the financial papers, Bloomberg, today was uh, China's lessons for Mexico on Trump. Dig in and keep it personal. Uh, because the Chinese have said, uh, and it's good if you can go on YouTube and see what the uh, the uh, government officials have uh, uh, broadcast publicly, and you will see they, they, they said they don't want to fight with America, but if America brings a fight to them, they, they're going to fight all the way, and they're going to dig in for the long haul. So uh, that's one of the things that's going on right now. Of course, uh, uh, Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin and uh, uh, Chairman um, uh, uh, Premier Xi from China, uh, the ruler of China, have had their meetings. Go online and see some of the way they are uniting and preparing uh, to work together as they see America headed down. Uh, that's the only way they see it right now. As well, China now has started to threaten a sweeping blacklist of many uh, firms. Some of those on the cards are many of the popular products we use, such as companies such as Apple and whatnot. Uh, after the Huawei ban, uh, the way America went about it. Huawei is the biggest electronics manufacturer, uh, sells more phones than Apple, et cetera, in the world, and they're the ones building this 5G network. And I could tell you we have been blessed to start to receive some of the 5G network here in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and it is incredible blazingly super fast and uh, it's just incredible uh, when you see it and and see what what the things you can do with it and this is just the beginning but what america did is uh they put an economic boycott against this company uh, because they were so far ahead in technology that the whole world needs 
so that way America can catch up. So it's no more than an economic war against China as well. So uh, Donald Trump, of course, has been in the UK uh, meeting with the Queen and keeping that so-called special relationship going. Go online, see some of the pictures, see some of the protests as well that took place. Here in Australia, uh, Cardinal George Pell, who was convicted uh, for you know historical child sexual offences, is actually appealing. His appeal started yesterday. Um, I'm sorry, uh, two days ago on Wednesday, uh, and because uh, we're Friday here right now. But uh, his appeal started. He's trying to uh, appeal the whole sentence. He's going to spend his birthday behind bars in the next few days. But he is awaiting a decision, and he may very well be free in about two weeks. We'll see how the judges uh, rule on his appeal, and I'll keep you all updated with that. While we are also uh, dealing with the legal system, uh, to tomorrow, your time, um, uh, the attorneys for uh, the Minneapolis policeman, Mohammed Nuz, this is a uh, uh, Somali uh, black man, uh, the policeman who killed that Australian girl, um, who was awarded about, I believe, about $20 million by the state. He will be sentenced tomorrow. So let's see how that actually plays out, because this would be a very historic judgment if he is actually uh, sent to prison for the murder of uh, this woman, because uh, we know what happens when the police murder us, especially when we're unarmed and whatnot. So keep an eye on that. That'll be tomorrow, your time, and the whole world is watching. So one other thing very quickly is um, uh, while we're on the subject of the so-called UFOs, and we've all seen what the Pentagon is starting to release and how the government is quickly um, letting the people know, you know, this is something we need to look at. Uh, they're setting new protocols for the Navy on how they report so-called UFOs. On the, uh, on, on the science side and the astronomy side, they're also now starting to reveal something we've known about and astronomers have known about forever and ever. Scientifically, they call it uh, TLP, Transient Lunar Light Phenomena. What that is, is if you have a telescope, it doesn't have to be a very expensive kind of telescope. You can you know, grab one of these ones for a few hundred dollars and keep it focused on the moon on a clear night. Every now and then, those who look at the moon, especially astronomers with their high-powered telescopes, have reported seeing lights and objects moving on the moon's surface, very bright lights, similar to what they call UFOs here. So they're now starting to highlight that to say, look, uh, it's, it's increasing, uh, and we don't know why, and we don't even know what those things are up there on the moon. So something very important that they're now starting to flood the scientific community with, perhaps getting us ready for one of the things they continuously talk about, which is full disclosure of the reality of the unidentified flying objects and the mother plane, as we were taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So I'm going to get off because I want to hear from everyone else today. I will be available for questions, and I'll stay on the line. So may Allah continue to bless us during this uh, Eid period and uh, continue to follow the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. As-salamu alaykum. Oh, alaykum salam, Brother Reuben. You, you, that's an awesome report. And we really, really appreciate, oh, my goodness, the insight uh, that you always bring to the table. And, so, and uh, Brother Reuben, uh, law willing, will remain available to us um, if other callers have questions. And uh, what we're going to do now, of course, is move to my co-host, uh, Brother Terrence Muhammad, for his report. Brother Terrence, assalamu alaikum again. 
Walaikum salam. So yeah, we want to move quickly through my uh, my report because the, the closing is the most important piece. Once I close out, but we do want to, and I haven't said it. I'm not sure if I said it, but we want to make sure that we give a shout out to all of the graduates. Uh, there's been a lot of graduation from high school, from college, from middle school, from kindergarten. I knew somebody was getting ready to go to kindergarten, go to first grade, and we have seen a lot of beautiful graduations yeah, on the timeline. So shout out to all of the graduates. Uh, shout out to all the parents um, that have been doing a good job with their children and making sure that they stay focused. All of those that are still in school that made dean's list or made straight A's or are doing very good. In school, just want to make sure that we recognize all of those graduates. Shout out to you all. It is that time of the year. May was around for colleges, and June is now around for the high schools. And I will just put a a, a plug in it. Um, some of these um, children need to, um, some of these parents need to watch what they're sending their children out on these prom outfits. And a lot of people are like, oh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. And I said, okay. All right. All right. I'm going to say enough on that. But um, moving on, <laughs> shout out to Moss Number One in Detroit. Um, their new uh, Moss that they are getting done and getting fixed up is looking beautiful. It's looking amazing, and we can't wait uh, for the rededication of Moss Number One in that new uh, facility. It's a beautiful facility. I had a chance. Um, last year or early this year to walk into the building to see all of the spaces, to see the spaces, and they're doing a whole lot of renovations on it. I think the roof has been completed. Um, they put up their signage and the Star and Crescent. So it's a beautiful thing. You know, prayers out to our brother, Brother Troy, who's back home, who was um, recovering, um, going through some stuff in the hospital, but he's back. And so we thank God for the prayers of the righteous uh, for our brother. Also, um, as Dr. David, we talked about in the beginning, um, we um, we thank people for coming out this past weekend to Raleigh to both events, a uh, joint venture with Raleigh, Moss Number 34, and study group in Raleigh to make sure that this was a successful um, town hall. And the next town hall is coming up at Faith Community Baptist Church in Richmond, Virginia, and that's going to be from 2 to 5 on yes. June the 15th, next week, next Saturday, June the 15th, in Richmond, Virginia, 2 to 5 p.m. at Faith Community Baptist Church, 1903 Cool Lane. Yeah, 1903 Cool Lane. Uh, so we want to make sure that everybody is out uh, for that on next week. Um, so, and also in the latest edition of the Final Call, we send all about the weather and all the things that's going on. It's very, very integral, uh, and people need to make sure that you're paying attention to the weather, as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did say. And as Dr. Ava started out by saying, Ed Mubarak to everyone, we're looking at the wonderful Ed prayers this week, all of the Ed celebrations. Different cities are doing it. I think Baltimore is having that Ed dinner tonight. I know our city is next week, you know, so there's going to be a lot of it um, celebrations, and we want to make sure that everyone is, you know, commute, I mean, are joining the UMA, joining the community, and celebrating this wonderful it. Now, Dr. Ava, you know, I have some stuff that I wanted to put down, and I know we needed to get to the show, so I said all of the stuff that I had, I said let me pause 
for tonight. Maybe bring it back next week because you know there's a lot in the news. There's a you know there's a whole lot of different things that are going on today. Uh, we're watching um, the whole Netflix. Um, story about the Central Park um, Central Park Five, and we have been good friends with Yusuf yeah. Salam, um, and that's very powerful. Yeah. And it's very interesting that when I see the story, you know, I'm I'm you know I I talked to Yusuf the other day, and just to know that now Netflix is bringing light um, to the story, like uh, our brother Jay Z brought the light um, to Browder, our young brother Khalifa Browder, and he brought light to that story. And how many more millions of thousands of thousands and millions of stories are out there about the criminal justice system and the things that have gone on and the false charges? Um, and as I see, after 40-some years, some of the folks from the MOVE organization, the MOVE organization that was locked up or coming up and coming out, and our sister Ramona Africa that was caught in that bomb and that fire, she's been out, but her birthday is this Saturday. So they are just so... You know, so much going on in the news. But I said I wanted to close out with uh, Dr. Ava. I was in tears today. I was in tears today. Um, There are things that solidify your faith. You know, it's like I believe, but now I know, and you think you got like, I don't need to see no more. And then God blesses you to see more majesty and beauty. And as our brother Ruben was talking, we're watching uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, in Mecca. Uh, at the guest of the king of Saudi um, and at the tower that he said. And when you look, the beauty of, thanks, uh, Brother Jason Kareem. Thank you, Brother Imam Sutan. Thank you, Brother Abdul Malik, for that Facebook Live, and we're seeing it. And then today, Brother uh, Imam Sutan, who has lost his voice, um, gave the phone to Brother Burvey, and Brother Burvey was walking around doing commentary about the insides at the um, Aharam, and how beautiful and the gold fixture and the doors that are 70 feet high, um, how many towers there was, all this gold and the beauty of that the women and the men was not necessarily separated. They did have any separation that there was equality. They had the same clean floors. They had the same good accommodation. They had the same fountains or the water of Zamzam. And the beauty of that and the tour and the guys that was with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and seeing millions of Muslims making their circus around the Kaaba. And Brother um, Jason Kareem telling the story about how his daughter asked, uh, did you get the touch or kiss the stone? And Brother Jason said, well, he told the minister when he got back to the hotel, well, he told his daughter, I kiss him when I see him. And Brother Jason told the minister how, you know, he told his daughter that he, you know, he was going to kiss the minister representing the stone when he sees him. But the minister being so beautiful, he said, no, brother, go back and kiss the stone so you can understand the depths of the meaning of the symbol. Um, and just the minister, they all was able to make umrah. Um, and it was it just it's very beautiful when those that are outside you know, our enemies are those quote-unquote Muslims that don't call us Muslims. You know, as Brother Burby said, well, which one of you are having a police escort greet us when we're coming from Medina to Mecca? Which one of you are in the towers? Which one of you have guys and have been honored by the king like a king? Um, and the respect that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has had, and today as they watch after the prayers, people start to recognize who he was, and attention started growing. They just started coming to him and shaking his hand. And one gentleman said, when I see you, I see Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And the beauty of that, 
Um, and I just don't think we understand what we have and thank Allah for the blessing of the delegation, uh, formerly Sister Sandy and Sister Kim, saying the final call, Brother the Hassan, Brother Robert, you know, all of those, Brother Thomas, um, there was there our student supreme captain, our grandmaster, assistant student supreme captain, all of the believers in the delegation that are there and that the minister, you know, walking with the wise man, walking with Farrakhan, the traveler. Um, and we've seen all of the work that he's done in the United States going around the multiple churches. We've done seen him walk and do the walk of Jesus and, and do all the things that Jesus has done in here. But now we've seen him in Mecca walking as the prophet did, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. So the minister is so amazing. I, I just hope that people come to realize who he is and see him, how we see him and love him. And those that are already in this, that your faith is strengthened, that your belief is strengthened in what we have and what God came in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad brought us through the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And don't leave these teachings because everyone sees the beauty of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and is in love with him. And I just thank the delegation for allowing us to go to Mecca with them, allowing us to yesterday be on the Red Sea as they was on a boat uh, on the Red Sea and, and to see the beauty of this. And thanks a lot for those that have served as the minister was giving out names in the West Coast. Uh, when he was out there for Nipsey, he was giving out names over in Medina and Mecca. And so this journey that last night in Mecca is tonight. And in a few minutes, our brother Jason Kareem will be showing live them making Fajr prayer. And it's just a beautiful thing, Dr. Avon. I didn't mean to take a lot of time, but as Brother Ruben, I thought he was going to steal my thunder. I just wanted people to go back to Imam Sutan Rahman's um, Facebook fan page and go watch the two hours of the beauty of what's over there. And it's not some rubbles and some dirty places, clean exquisite, excellent. Um and as Brother Ruben said, he was in the in the watchtower um and looking over and being able to see the Kaaba and the beauty of him and just hearing the love and the happiness and joy that he had Monday on the Ramadan or Tuesday Ramadan prayer call was just was just uplifting. So my spirit is uplifted. I am joyful and I just thank a lot for you, Dr. Ava, being one of those stars in our nation that when I look literally in the heavens of the nation of Islam, there's so many lights, so many stars, like Brother Nuri this past Sunday doing the webcast, and Brother Abel is teaching this Sunday, I believe, and it's just the beauty of our nation, and we are that shining star, the nation of Islam, a nation within a nation. Come on and be a part. Back to you, Dr. Ava. That's, that's Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful testimony. You know, uh, I'm and I'm glad that we have the power in this day and age, the technical capability for uh, us to be able to see uh, in real time this experience that the minister and and many of my colleagues from the executive council and the video crew and the security and you know as you. Stated Sister Naima Muhammad, uh, right. formerly Sister Sandy, but now Sister uh, Naima Muhammad uh, with two E's, and Sister Amina Baina Muhammad, who you once knew as 
Sister Kim, um, the only two females that are in the uh, delegation. And I would encourage uh, all of us, and of course the minister stated on the Ramadan prayer line, he said, you know, living or dead, uh, I know and can say there will be 10,000. 10,000 of us that will go to Mecca to either for pilgrimage or Umrah. And of course, the pilgrimage is the annual, uh, the Hajj, the time when all Muslims from all over the world come together uh, to the Kaaba. But Umrah is when you go with an individual or with a uh, companions or family. You, in other words, you you can go at any time, any time that Allah enables and permits you to go. And uh, Brother Darius and I went more than 20 years ago to Mecca at the at the directive of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when we went to him with the idea that we wanted to go visit Egypt and go in a tourist capacity, go and see uh, the wonders, the, the remnants of the pyramids, and go down to Aswan where Master Father Muhammad's father was born. Um, Aswan is a place where when the sun is directly over the earth, um, it's the light strikes Aswan. It, it goes directly straight up to the position of the sun when it is at its zenith. And the minister said to us, well, brother and sister, brother Darius, sister Ava, if you're going to Egypt, then you're going to be right there next to Mecca, right next to Saudi Arabia. Right. And we were like, okay. Because <laughs> this was a couple of days before we were leaving. And so we mm-hmm. had to get our visa do all that while we were there, but even then, you know, it was shocking to see how modern uh, the city is, because you right. do have this image in your mind, and particularly the way the Caucasian projects and the, and the images he gives us in media, and he does that all over the world. He presents East Asia, which which you call Africa. He presents it as in a certain way. And he always wants to hide the beauty and wonders of the uh, aboriginal people in our lands. And, and so there's, there's no it, – it, it's a stunning experience. And they are constantly cleaning around the Kaaba. They keep it sparkling clean. And sure. there's a scent like a um, – it's almost like a perfume. But there's this scent that you pick up. We we did it at about 2 o'clock in the morning uh, when there were not a lot of people. Right. You know, but it's something we, you, you, want, you want in your lifetime to be able to do, if it's at all possible, as a Muslim, is make your pilgrimage. That's right. But he is, you know, the minister's saying 10,000 will, will go. And we know that ultimately... The, there's a new world coming in, and the new Mecca uh, actually is here in the West. But eventually, we will go back to the best part of the planet, and that That's is right. where Mecca is. 
And as the minister has told us, that part of the earth doesn't look like it will look. It doesn't right. look like it used to look before deportation of moon. It, 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 it's desert now. But underneath all of that desert, there's something else. And when the new earth makes itself known, we will we will be able to see not how it was before, but even better than this beautiful, exquisite planet that we can't even fathom uh, was before uh, before the rebellion. Um, and so I didn't mean to go on and on either, but that was your fault, Brother Terrence. So. <laughs> no, and, and I think, and I think, Dr. Ava, it just, it's really, I mean, and 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 the reason why I'm going on, and like I said, we want to get into our our guests is that I, I, you know, there are moments in time, there are historical moments, you know, when the minister does certain things. All of his lectures, all of his encounters, are very significant. There, we just know that there are other things. Some things are more like there will never be nothing like the Million Man March, even though we had the millions more movement, we had the Million Family March. But That's the first right. was the Million Man March. You can never take anything from or away from that. And just to see, and like I said, because of modern technology, for us to be and see the delegation. And see, you know, I think Brother Donald and Daryl, just their security of the minister and just that love of, yes. just give you another perspective of the world love as the minister when he went on the world That's friendship right. tour that all of those those videos have not been released yet. Everybody has not, we have seen clips but the majesty and the right. love and the overpouring, and we heard a little snippet about it at Savior's Day this past Savior's Day, but the outpouring of world love, who we have to really understand who he is. So he is not this ordinary Negro leader, speaker of an organization talking. This is the messenger of God to the world and the whole world, those that are learned bow down and honor him of high scholarship and religious statue and at the same time the highest devil in Satan also comes to destroy because they know who he is and we need to know who he is for our salvation because we do have a real enemy that's right and and it's we're taught by the honorable Elijah Muhammad and then we're going to get to uh Brother uh, Aman, because he can't stay on forever. He has right. a, a call. Um, but, you know, it, 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 we're taught there are no coincidences. And um, it, it, it's significant that at the same time, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is in Saudi Arabia at the invitation of the king and the royal family. Donald Trump was in Great Britain, right? You know the the, the point country for slavery, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. even though it was initiated uh, the slave trade was initiated out of Spain, but the 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 big kahuna of the slave trade is Great Britain, and right. it's just very interesting that the President of the United States, who already got his message from Minister Farrakhan, November 16, 2017, that 
DJ Trump is in Great Britain for a state visit with uh, Queen Elizabeth, the monarchy, that monarchy. I, I just find, you know, the, the, that the pinnacle of Christianity as manufactured and given by white people to us, that that meeting is taking place while the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is being received at the seat of Islam in the holy city of Mecca. But anyway, awesome. And and real quick, I'm pleased to uh, share with those who, who were not able to uh, listen, and I want to thank you, Brother Terrence, Sister Rona, um, and all those who, who called in and who listened. We ultimately crashed the website. We had over right. 20,000 uh, listeners and viewers on the uh, launch of Elevated Places on a new station. And when I say new, I mean as in New World Order. Uh, no one radio.com. That's all capital letters. K N O W. Numeral one, no one radio dot com. Uh, Elevated places will air on that station along with other advanced programming, but we will be on every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. And with that, we're going to pivot to. Uh, celebrate the recent success of our latest, our 13th town hall meeting, which took place in Raleigh, North Carolina, this past Saturday. Um, it was um, hosted by the believers of the Raleigh Study Group and our mosque in Durham, North Carolina. And we are so blessed that we have uh, such a productive and brilliant, um, faithful representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in that area, in, in the northern end of North Carolina. And I'm speaking of our brother, student minister, Aman Muhammad. And we just couldn't do this program today, uh, Brother Terrence, without hearing from uh, Brother Aman. Brother Aman, can you hear us? Yes, ma'am. I certainly can. All right. Assalamu alaikum, sir, and Hid Mubarak. Assalamu alaikum, sir. It's a pleasure, and I know you have a schedule this evening, but we we couldn't follow up such a powerful weekend uh, without hearing from you and having you share uh, with the listeners of Elevated Places um, as the host of the weekend, um, what it what your take is on um, having the town hall meeting in Raleigh, Durham. But I would also like you, in addition to that, to share a little bit of the the history um, of Raleigh, North Carolina, and 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 what went on in the state of North Carolina. Uh, during and after slavery, I know I'm a uh, double major. My undergraduate degree was in history and political science, a double major. And I, I never heard 
uh, some of the things that you brought out, and there was a very powerful focus on education and on uh, production of food, feeding ourselves, and the importance of a strong uh, business community and and doing for self. Um, So if you could just give us uh, your take on this weekend. And, again, we thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you again so much for uh, allowing us to be a part of tonight's show. And um, everybody who was blessed to attend, um, is that we that I know of, that I bumped into, are still talking about, you know, how powerful the weekend was. Um, we're still receiving calls, still receiving emails. Um, it was just, it was just, it was really overwhelming, really overwhelming. But, you know, in, a, in terms of the backdrop, uh, North Carolina, as uh, many may um, may know, is has been home for a lot of colleges and universities. And also, if I'm not mistaken, it's probably still uh, number one in um, population in terms of HBCU. And it is. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so it's that's a um, that is a great badge of honor, I guess, for that is interesting. And and but it 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 speaks to how much the area is saturated by you know those who want to learn, and where the um, where we had the event um, not too far from where we were. Uh, two, you have two universities, uh, Shaw University and uh, St. Augustine's College or St. Augs, um, which actually was founded in 1865, which many, many don't know. And, and, uh, and um, St. Augs founded in uh, 1867. So you're, you're looking at um, institutions of higher learning um, being established established literally um at the end of slavery and immediately. That, that says a lot. <laughs> you know, that that right. You know, immediately that says a lot. And so of course uh we also have um right next door North Carolina Central University in, in Durham, North Carolina and and then uh less than maybe an hour and a half away we have um North Carolina A&T State University, which is practically the greatest university on, on earth. That's um, right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Winston Salem State University, which uh, our, our beloved teacher, of course, attended uh, in the fifties, and and one of my daughters, inshallah, will be going there in the fall. And that's just that's just right around the way. So. You have that backdrop, uh, education, and because of that, so many young people um, over the years, because of the universities, it's been coming up whenever there was any type of movement um, towards freedom, towards equality, um, that you would always have that headed by young people. And so many of the movements that people are aware of or featured in movies or now and you will will find that these were spearheaded by young people 
And these young people, a lot of times, would come from these colleges and universities. So there's there's, there's a, a a direct connection between the the young black student and the young black person. Period, uh, especially in North Carolina, for all types of um, progressive movements. So that that um, that to, to, so to be able to have the town hall. Uh, in the capital of North Carolina, um, I thought was was quite significant. And as you as you stated, throughout the town hall, the uh, the commentary and questions that would come up from the audience, you could see that that effect of um, being um, such a heavy area in education and also uh, farming, you would see that come right up out of the audience. You could you could see it right away. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant the way it was handled. I think the way you um conducted the panel discussion, um and as as you indicated, what our people are, are showing us now and as as we progress through these town hall meetings, that that is the pervasive response is it, it's practical. What what we're finding yeah. is that we're, we're benefiting from the fruits of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and his student, our national representative, the the fruit of their labor, because yeah. people already have a clear understanding, and and I notice how. You know, when you talk about the book of Genesis and you talk about, like when I spoke on that Sunday, they just accept it, that, yeah, that's talking about black folks in America. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. that's a major achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think I think another thing, which um, I'm pretty sure that perhaps you noticed and, and um, Brother, uh, Brother Terrence noticed, and you know, even conducting any type of uh, forum or lecture or dialogue, you know, um, you get a chance to see a lot of people's, you know, faces, responses, you know, body language, and and um, honestly, honest to God, that was the first time I ever saw that many people, and actually, no, I saw no uh, negative. Um, Body language. Uh, I didn't right. see any drooping, any uh, uh, sighing, any like, oh man, I wish they would. I mean, none. It was, it was, it. The response again was overwhelming. And if anything, people wanted to know what do, what can I do next? What, what do, what do we need to do? But uh, I didn't see any. I couldn't see anybody who looked like they were even, you know, contemplating, uh, well, I don't think this is, I don't think we should even be considering this. I, I never saw right. it. I never saw right. Me either. Me either. Even that they may not have been ready to, to uh, pack their luggage that day. Some of them were, but, some, but everyone seemed to be in complete harmony with, the reality of the time 
And, and of yeah. course, you know, it is it is in our DNA to uh, do this. And uh, it, I think it's possible that brother uh, brother Donnie uh, Muhammad is on the line. Is that there's a nine one nine area code? Is isn't that? Yes, ma'am. I am on the line. There you go. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Praise yeah, be to Allah. Yeah, this is perfect timing, uh, Brother Donnie. And, of course, as I indicated earlier, uh, Brother Donnie Muhammad and uh, his wife, Sister Dr. Cynthia Muhammad, founded Torchlight Academy. And and it, it, it folds right in, Brother Donnie, to what Brother Aman was just uh Enlightening our listeners about And that is You know North Carolina's Legendary history um, In the founding Of HBCUs And in the focus on education And there's There's been a lot of feedback um, From Facebook and the Twitter world And responses I've been Getting uh, Regarding your uh, explanation and teaching on the relationship between building schools and building an economy, and, and I was hoping that, you know, in addition to sharing a little bit about Torchlight Academy itself and how you all came to set it up and, and where it is now, because it is multiplying now, um, and 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 there are two things that we're taught. Uh, by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that are absolutely, there, there are several, but the main two that he said are essential, essential to building a nation. One is controlling the education of our children, and the other is the ability to feed ourselves. And so if you could uh, share some of what you shared on Saturday, it would be great. Yes, ma'am. My my pleasure. Assalamualaikum, family. It was a beautiful um, uh, event. Um, I want to thank Minister Ava and Brother Darius for you know uh, traveling these roads to to make this happen. I mean, it is no lightweight work. Uh, running ragged from city to city, have family, have children. And the sacrifice that is that is a part of this uh, of making this a reality is just tremendous, and I, I thank you for that, Sister Minister Ava. Um, the uh, what Brother Minister Mon uh, described was uh, truly inspiring, uh, and um, I, I I learned from that that uh, experience about the the history of the place I'm living in. So I I, I was very, very much appreciative of that, and I was taking notes, Brother Mon. And I'm saying I got to teach this to the children because you know we we they live right here, and they don't yeah. they don't know that like many of the adults we don't know either. Uh, so um, as far as the the education is concerned, this is the reason we need to control our education. Uh, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about we must teach our people out of the filth and gutter that they are in. They are taught in that way, and we must teach them. Out of that way, how to look, how to act at home and abroad, how to talk, how to walk, how to conduct yourself in a civilized society. 
those things are missing in um, in the educational process. Many times the parents are left out of the educational process. We find that uh, many of the, the issues that students uh, uh, demonstrate in class, not they come from their parents, not from their um, uh, themselves. It, it, it's an outgrowth of what is going on in the household. And so they have to be brought into the education uh, system in order to um, uh, aid the entire process. And so um, when we talk about a school, typically schools are not um, profit centers. They are expenditures. And uh, the example, the state of North Carolina, 51% of the state budget is spent on education in some form or fashion. <clears throat> Many of people look at it as like a public works program. And, and so they take their, their revenue from their tax base. They take it from uh, the federal government, uh, and they take it from uh, our, our local county taxes and uh, state government. So <clears throat> a lot of dollars are directed to education, and charter schools grew out of a dissatisfaction with the results that the people were getting, mainly wealthier Caucasians who were dissatisfied with the system, and they decided to put this, who were putting their children in private schools, and said, well, we're being taxed twice. We are, we're putting them in a private school, and we're paying taxes for public schools, which we don't like or we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And so they started that kind of change and that kind of movement, and it's still spreading, as, as Minister Abel pointed out, across the country. Um, all 50 states don't have charters, and uh, those that do, um, uh, they are starting to kind of proliferate. Some states, like Arizona, they are putting a kind of a, a harness or a, gar- a garter on charter schools that are growing. They they now have a six thousand dollar non refundable application fee, uh, so that every time your application goes in, whether you are successful in achieving your charter or not, you will uh, you will have to pay that fee. The application is daunting. It's 70 to 80 pages of, of various uh, documents and information that have to be put together. It could be as many as 120 pages uh, in your application. So a lot of folks don't have that kind of time, that kind of commitment, and the the uh, uh, kind of edu- exactly the mind to be able to sit down and, and put something like that together. So that's what – that's uh, – that's the challenge that we have. But uh, we're involved here in North Carolina, uh, happily so. Uh, we are uh, just got approved, final approval, for our fourth charter school uh, in uh, a little town called Perquimen, Hertford County, up in the northern part of the state. Uh, very poor, very black, very in the south. Uh, and so uh, we're excited about that opportunity uh, to, to be there. And we're focused on opening schools in the rural parts of America, in the rural parts of the South particularly, because as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, when the South rises, not if the South rises, but when the South mm. rises, it's mm. over for our enemy. Mm. <laughs> so, so Minister, oh, no. Minister Ava... <laughs> 
you you and I we were we had a chance to talk with some of the believers and brother Aman and uh, yeah. brother Torrance and uh, your husband afterwards at dinner. And you know sometimes that table talk yeah. just brings out different things. You know we we had a phenomenal table talk. Absolutely. I know y'all kept talking after we yeah. left, but yeah, I don't know how long y'all stayed. <laughs> but one of the things that came out and and I spoke to Sister Donna about this. I don't know if she's online because the point has been developing in in uh, our minds uh, over the last few days since we had that talk about the impact of separation and what, what could happen and would happen if we made that kind of change. And uh, we talked about the, the political shape or shaping that would take place with the departure of uh, 5 million people. So uh, imagine 5 million right. people in a major city in America uh, leaving and how that would impact the grocery stores, the Walmarts, the, the, the Home Depots, those that have been uh, using us, as the minister describes, a mammary gland and, and sucking yeah. on us to give life to their community. Now we leave it. And what would happen yeah. if we move to another location and how would that impact? that location, uh, it would change the dynamics of the political sphere because Congress would have to change based on the number of people, the census count in that particular area. Uh, we could become the mayor, the uh, political force there because we are rebuilding as a block. And many of these elections across the country now are being won by a thousand uh, votes, uh, 5,000 votes, less than 10,000 votes, and they're very slim margins. And so we could use that leverage. Then we become the uh, uh, um, the uh, running city hall, the the county manager, the city manager, uh, the county government. Uh, literally, <laughs> by moving there, we would have a profound effect and an economic effect and impact right away. getting increasingly excited listening to you um, because one of the things that you're, you're bringing the, the image up in, in my mind and I hope in, in others, it, it, it proves the point of how the, the first step is to live together. And the, the minister started out with uh, in this process of separation, which he continually reminds me, Sister Ava, this is a process. It is a process. Well, the first step in the process is to live together. And I think we've been skipping the first step because oftentimes we'll businesses here and there. We'll put up a restaurant. We'll open a dry cleaner. Um, even in terms of, of with our with the schools, we need to surround our schools r- residentially. I, I think that's where the commitment has been lacking. We're we're dispersed, living among white folks all over the place, and and yet they but we stand as a unit in the sense that we comprise the biggest, uh, as an ethnic group, the biggest segment of the consumer population of Facebook. Um, we buy all of the, as we know, we buy all of the beauty and beauty supply products. 
We buy more cell phones. Black teenagers have more Apple uh, iPhones than white teenagers. Now, th- these are statistical facts. And and nobody's going to spend the kind of money that we spend with vendors, with retailers, and not make demand. But what I'm what I'm seeing with what you're saying, Brother Donnie, just just the act of moving in, and I don't think we give enough enough um, leverage, enough leverage we would instantly have. If we just lived in proximity to each other, and we accepted that, where we don't want to be next to Yes, yes. That's, you know, sister, you speak about the, the leverage. That's exactly what would take place. And 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 as people see us coming, you know, and we would negotiate our, our we could possibly negotiate our move. Uh, because you would be looking at a, a, a economic boom. Uh, your, your tax base would increase if you're a local government. Your, um, uh, uh, your uh, revenues would increase in, in, your, in, your particular, in the particular area we would be talking about going. Um, your your, your uh, leverage with retailers, uh, when you could make certain demands. Uh, you could even make demands of those right. you were about to leave. Listen, if we don't get what we want, we leave. And so all of a sudden they, they're like, wait a minute, we don't want you to, the local store. We don't want you to leave the Walmart. Who depend on us? Be talking about well, maybe we we sit, sit down and negotiate. Maybe some reparations could be on the table. Um, so yes, ma'am. That's right. Well, you know, there, there's a, a, a well, you know, public supermarket, the huge uh, chain. That that's in many places in the South, and of course they they dominate uh, the Atlanta area. And I remember when yes. we lived, when my family lived in Atlanta, um, there was a public store in the in the Jewish community, heavily dominated. Uh, it wasn't Buckhead; it's another community where they live, and the, I think it's. I know the street, there's a big tree-lined street called Druid Hills, and that may be the name of the community as well. But the, the point is, when you went in the public, I just happened to be in that area one day, and there was an Indian restaurant that the Muslims frequented, and it wasn't far from this particular public. Now, mind you, this is a, a huge chain with, with dozens and dozens of stores. When you walked in that Publix in Druid Hills, you thought you were in Jerusalem. When you looked at the the products that were for sale, they even had uh, the Jewish Times and the and the the paper that that came over from Israel, all in Hebrew. And Donnie about making demands. You know, retailers sell what people buy, okay? Yes. And yes. if we own a community, see, we don't have to own things right away. That's what I'm hearing from you. It doesn't really take a huge investment of capital. It takes an investment of ourselves. 
us. We when we show up, that's the investment because it, it, if there's a, a neighborhood that's eighty five, ninety percent Muslim, there's no point in them having pork in that store. There's no point. <laughs> right, that's right. Get here because we're not gonna buy it. We, this is what we want. Wow, wow, wow. Because you'll, you'll notice uh, supermarkets stock what moves. They keep a track of what moves. And and it is a fact that was exposed a number of years ago here in Chicago by a report, an investigation, an expose, where they showed that the black community always receives what the other communities don't want. Whatever's left over, whatever's dated and old, then after they go to, you know, Chinatown, they get what they want. Little Italy, they get what they want. Even the Latino community. You go in their community, you see food in those stores that they eat. But us, we make we we don't say anything. We just walk in silently, and whatever they sell us, we f- we feel we just have to choose. We have to choose from that. And and that's because when you say, well, it, the neighborhood's already black, but it wasn't. It's not black by design. That's the point. That's the difference between segregation and separation. Yes, ma'am. Just because there's a lot of black people in it doesn't make it black. Just because it's populated by us, it doesn't mean it's functioning in accord with our conscious and deliberate mind. And and I, I love what you're saying. So I guess, uh, no, I was just saying Brother Amon was still there. I ain't know if we had lost him. Oh yes, sir, Brother Amon. Yes, ma'am. I'm 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 still here. I'm still here. Oh okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I've been yakking and yakking. I think oh, it's no. time because I'm only have to go at eight thirty or nine thirty Eastern. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I just wanted to add in on that point too. You know, uh, in this yes, in that process, you know, as, as you were talking about what was uh, done to us in that process of segregation, one of the things that is going on right now in in the media as they're trying to, you know, break down to the public on these shows, NPR and other shows, trying to explain our condition and how what. You know what was done to us But one of the terms that they used In the layout of the neighborhood Was called redlining And In that redlining You know again in terms of approach You know we can we can use uh, Blacklining Which is what I'm hearing from uh, My brother, brother Donnie and yourself You know strategically uh, Positioning ourselves That will create Uh Profit margin that will create, um, yeah, you know, putting us in the black. So the same strategy that they use to 
really hold us hostage. We, I mean, we didn't look at it as being held hostage. You know, we didn't view it that way. We just, they said, move over here. We said, okay. They said, these are the businesses you right. want to shop at. Okay. And our businesses literally, you know, drowned. I mean, we were pushed under. Or some, you know, yeah. just went away because we just didn't spend any more money there. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, taking that opposite approach uh, as as we're building ourselves, building something uh, new on our own, the area, I mean, has to be. I mean, the businesses would have to be to begin to accommodate us. And even the people who complain about, you know, how we are treated, okay, you will benefit because they would be uh, bent over backwards trying to accommodate us just so they could increase their bottom line. They would even treat people nicely that um, before that wouldn't, wouldn't treat it properly. So, I mean, we just don't lose if we move out on doing something for self and trying to be with each exactly. other and working with each other. I mean, it's just, it's really a win, win, win all the way across the board, even those who are, are not too sure about it, they would even benefit. That's right. They absolutely would. Well, we, we've got a whole bank of callers, and so we're going to uh, go to the phones. And let's see, we've had uh, Sister We're gonna. she's number one on the caller list. She gets in early. Sister Ula, assalamu alaikum, Ramadan, Id, I'm, I'm sorry, Id Mubarak. Sister Ula? And five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Classic. Okay. We'll, we'll try, Ho- hopefully we didn't, we didn't, she didn't take a nap on us. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go to Brother Gary. Who's mm. been holding them up? Brother Gary, assalamu alaikum. Yes, yes ma'am. Wa alaikum Eid Mubarak. Eid Kareem. And uh, <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Uh, well, the first thing I would like to uh, bring up is YouTube uh, just announced recently that they were going to. Re- remove uh, certain content from their platform. Uh, I think it had to do with not any kind of Nazi or white supremacist material, as well as conspiracy conspiracy theorist uh, material also. And, uh, of course, when I saw that, uh, the first thing I thought about was, here we go again. Uh, They're they're coming on under the guise of removing this so that they can go after the minister, obviously. And uh, all of those uh, among our people, the scholarly brothers and sisters in the nation who have beautiful, um, beautiful sites, uh, uh, YouTube pages, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, do the, do the work of informing and, and enlightening and, with uh, all of the, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's um, messages and so forth, like Brother Ben and Brother Reza and, and on and on, Sister Ava, 
<laughs> and on and on, right? So, um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. clever what they're trying to do, but uh, mm-hmm. obviously we know who the real intended target is for that. Um, the other thing, too, that I just wanted to mention quickly, and Brother Terrence, thank you so much, because uh, this Ramadan was so special because once we once we were able to see the images coming from um, Mecca, it is it was as if we were along on the journey with the delegation. That's right. Those images, yeah. those images were so beautiful. Just like Brother Terrence said, it's almost like we. I, I just I personally felt like I was there with with them. And that's uh, right. You know, man, it was it was it was beautiful to see that every day. Brother uh, Malik uh, really had some beautiful images. Brother uh, Sultan uh, Muhammad really had some. I, w- I was with him for about 45 minutes to an hour just watching every area that he, you know, traveled into and um, just how the people were receiving re- receiving us. And, you know, it was just, it was overwhelming. And uh, all praise is due to Allah. And Sister Ava, the last thing I will say is <laughs> I know we, you have a lot of big fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the only only reason I'm saying that is because um, if you check your if you check your email, Sister Ava, uh, I did send the uh, song that I had promised to send a couple weeks ago. I have, yeah, um, I have it, yes, sir. Oh, I have it. I haven't had an opportunity to listen yet because I wanted to take some quiet time, but I do yes, have ma'am. it, yes, yes sir. <laughs> I understand. So yes, ma'am. Just so take your time. time. I mean, it's... I'll be able to report <laughs> on it next week. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, it's just you know, minister has always told us, you know, keep our music. Um, you know, our music is healing. Our music can be a tool, uh, obviously, to use in the rise of our people. So, um, hopefully. You know this little song that I sent to you might might be a part of that. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Thank ma'am. You. Thank you so much, brother Gary. All right, brother. All right. And uh... all right. Let's see. We have. <clears throat> oh, this is an this is a, one of our great supporters um, of. Not only the town hall meetings because they're means to an end, but he's he's such a strong believer in in separation, as as we are taught <laughs> by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I'm talking about none other than uh, Brother Louis <laughs> Ali, who traveled from Baton Rouge, uh, right. Louisiana, this past weekend to participate in the town hall, and he he has. Uh, he had an artist design a very powerful banner that he brings uh, to some of the town hall meetings. And so he, he donates that as a backdrop and it really helps, you know, the imagery is important That's right. Um, when you're communicating. And, and so he's been a, a great supporter of the uh, process of separation, including the town hall meetings. 
So, Brother Louis, I keep saying Ramadan. Ed Mubarak. Ed Kareem, Walaikum Salam. Good to hear from you, Dr. Ava. Boy, it was just so good to be in North Carolina. I'm so grateful that you, Brother Ken, uh, uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I think somebody may need to put their phone on mute while Brother Ali is talking. There we go. Someone else's phone. Yeah, there we go. Go right no mean spirited. I was hoping no mean spirited integrationists had infiltrated the line. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. We good. Okay. We good. Carry on. Well, doctor, the panelist. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for all that you and Brother Darius do on behalf of the Nation of Islam and Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We're so grateful. Oh, you, I, sir. Donnie was just so informative. I was hoping that I could save some extra time just to talk with Brother Donnie. But he, he reminded me of something that, you know, the minister taught us that Allah creates nothing without aim and purpose. And right. so we're not just hanging out in the neighborhood with each other, but we actually have to start living a purpose-driven black life and move in close proximity with one another for the sole purpose of making our community safe and decent places to live. We should have talent search and start trying to get together people who have certain skills to make our community safe and decent places to live. And what's happening is I really know now that I joined the Nation of Islam at a very special time, I believe, because there were so many brilliant, inspirational teachers who were teaching us how to be Muslims and traveling around lighting fires, like Minister Abdul Rahman, Minister Biop, Brother Jabril, uh, Mother Tynetta, your, uh, Dr. Khaled, and yourself, Dr. Ava, Minister Farrakhan. So we always would get to hear very inspirational and fired up teachings to keep the nation moving forward towards the goal. I've noticed that in 2019, really 64 years uh, since the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, joined the nation, that in civil rights history they talked about 1964 being called the long, hot summer. Do, Do you remember that? Yes, and it, yes. it said that this was the most pivotal and turning point in the so-called civil rights movement. Well, I believe that this year, if we look at how high the spirit of family was during Savior's Day, it was like the world's biggest family reunion. If we look at the spirit when Brother Nipsey Hussle was murdered, if we look at the spirit that the minister bought when Brother Rockman transition, if we listen to what the Honorable Louis Farrakhan said in Mecca, and if you look at the spirit of Ramadan with so many people fasting and praying and up early in, in the morning, especially the Come on. 
I believe that this year, 64 years after the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan joined the nation, this will be like our long, hot summer. But we will push our people mm-hmm. towards separation and independence and making our own communities a safe and decent place to live. If you listen to Brother Donnie and you hear the eloquence, but not just the eloquence, the sincerity of what he's doing and how viable and doable it really is, you can tell that there's a nervous system being built among black people. And what Mm. you said during the town hall meeting is that this is not a religious, quote-unquote, nation of Islam show. But this nervous system is really leading way to a black decency movement where we start really, we're really sick of filth and indecency, and we just want to live around black people who want to be decent and who want to practice black excellence and who want to build a core uh, traditional organic uh, family system. And so I'm, I'm real grateful, but I can tell you, I thank Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, knowing the time and knowing what must be done. We, we, we need eight states separated it's from the right. Caucasian to begin our healing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you, God willing, in Philadelphia. As-salamu alaykum. Oh, praise. Well, alaykum salam. And, and you know, uh, brothers, that's an, that's an excellent uh, segue into another component of this discussion that Brother Lewis is bringing up about decency. Civilized behavior um, Being acceptable to God And Ramadan just couldn't have come at a better time Than it did because We have been made um, Unacceptable to God And the longer we're immersed in Satan's society and his reality The more Unacceptable we, we will become to God And that's the only power that they have left Is to make us As unacceptable in the eyes Of Allah as they are And and so this is what makes This move So critical at this time At, at least in my humble opinion mm. And Sister Ava oh, Just to yeah. let you know we only uh, I ain't know if you wanted to let Brother Maya say a few because he's going to drop off. Oh, yes, sir. We're running out of time. Yes, Brother Amon, did you want to make some closing remarks? Because I was given word that you needed to leave us in the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, yes, ma'am. I, I Again, I thoroughly enjoyed um, tonight and, and, of course, the the event itself and Always running, always running, always running. And um, I just would like to encourage everybody who may be listening to find a way to get involved in in this um, effort. The the workshop, pushing the petition, I mean, the uh, not the workshop, but the presentation, the town halls, you know, to get involved. And I I think that what we observed... um, the spirit of it, how it went over, the great acceptance of it, I think it, it, it speaks to 
the, the time that we are in. And mm. when you were mentioning to us uh, about that, uh, that was the 13th stop, it, it brought to mind about how even in this country, you know, it, it didn't start off, you know, the great, great, great United States of America, but started off with 13 colonies. And it was those 13 mm. colonies, you know, that found, that, that, that formed the foundation of what now we call the United States of America, but they, those, uh, those states, those uh, colonies that would become states, you know, were really pivotal, pivotal in what we're looking at today. And I, I just, you know, I couldn't help but reflect over what we were yeah. engaged in and thinking about how we're working and what you all are. Uh, uh, Doing is like forming our own continental congress, and I can I can really see how this thing is coming together, and it's going to be a very 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 uh, integral part of um, our new nation. So again, I, I'm, I'm yes, happy sir. and honored to be a part of it, and anything that we can do, of course, in uh, North Carolina, which was one of those thirteen colonies, we are right here. That's right. I want to be a part That's of, right. of that. Great, 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 great separation in, in building something new. So, again, we thank you, and may Allah continue to bless, bless the great work that you all are doing. And you too. And, and please give, give our love and greetings to your beautiful wife and your daughters. So, this is a beautiful family. Uh, yes, ma'am. Really, the practice of Islam, you, you all are such an incredible representation of. Uh, civilized conduct And uh, yeah you're right That's one of the 13 And it has access to the ocean Okay so That's right You know, Some of those, some of those eight states have got to give us Access uh, to, to the ocean So that we can do trade and we can travel And, and not be Landlocked and be You know totally surrounded By something else And I love what the minister said to the U.S. government, he said, it's to your benefit, I think he said in the time and what must be done, uh, for us to have a, a territory because no enemy is going to make it past us. So, <laughs> you know, you, you got you got automatic built-in protection for this country when you, you have the Muslims at your borders. But thank you so much, uh, Brother Amon. So, thank Brother... Brother Donnie, if you can remain with us as long as you can, we would certainly appreciate it. And we have more callers. Ah, Sister Attorney Pamela Mohammed, Id Mubarak, Id Kareem, uh, Aslam Alaikum, Sister Ava, Brother Terrence, Brother Ruben. Walaikum Salam, man. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Sister Ava, I want to start off by congratulating you on your new show. It was exciting and, and awesome. You. So, you know, we're just so proud. We're really proud and happy, uh, you know, to support you. And you keep giving us all this knowledge and wisdom. Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, you know, I w- yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, and I was listening to you all and, I wanted to I have to call in to say uh what brother Terrence touched upon about this new documentary when they see us. 
And I think it really is a good example of why we have to separate. Um, you know, it, it shows the predatory nature of this enemy and the war against our youth. I mean, Sister Ava, this this documentary, it was really well done, um, but it was so, it was just so heart-wrenching. Um, and I, I really think it stands for the proposition of how we have to protect our youth we have to stop allowing any kind of access by this enemy, you know, because to me, it, it, you know, starting back in the early 90s, and I know many of you all may know more about the case because you were in that area, but this was right around the time the minister talked about, you know, telling us he was told that there was a war on black youth when he was on the wheel. And Sister Ava, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, um, you know, showing that white, female instigating that attack and strategy. This is what this documentary showed to me. It was like a military operation where they were intent on bringing these young brothers under this false story. And and they just really did a good job in showing, you know, the documentary shows how they lied on them. You know, they just created this this whole terror campaign. And then, you know, so it goes from that strategy, which I think we all could really gain some insight just seeing it. You know, she's standing up in front of the the, the class of, of detectives and telling them this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it, and then they move out and just start breaking it down. But, you know, then it goes, and, and I'll just conclude, into the human torture. You know, this is this is genocide, this imprisoning young boys in jails with grown men and you know so that part i mean it was it was very difficult to watch and and if and, and i'll just you know stop with that but i was wondering do you you have any thought on why this might be important or if it's important for us to as believers to to watch this and encourage or or you know do you have any thoughts on on the time and on on what you see on this of, of course and, and, and of course the minister um, This was shortly After I came in the nation And this If you look at what was going on In, in this time period uh, Where the nation of Islam was, was back After they thought they had Destroyed it And it was gaining ground And of course culminating At that stage Of, of our Growth in the uh, gathering at Madison Square Garden in Manhattan, the mm-hmm. uh, power lasts forever on the celebration of the birth of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, October seventh. That was in 1985, and mm-hmm. you had the Tawana Brawley case that came in that era. Um, so. There, there was a strong pushback to um, what the enemy saw as black people beginning to regain their sense of identity. And there was a determination to break that up. And, of course, we know the crack epidemic, which was manufactured, uh, occurred then. But the, the minister taught on, was teaching on that case, you know, while it was happening. And uh, showing and, and, and teaching black people that, of course, you know, you didn't, you just, you didn't have the internet then, 
Um, and so you didn't have the, the broad-based global exposure that any of his messages, his messages now instantly get that global exposure. But, yes, uh, and I think the showing of it now, I don't know what the motive is. I know that regardless of what the motive is, the law said in, that in the end, if it's under a rock, I will bring it forth. Okay, and so if you if you yes, pay attention, you'll notice the truth of everything is coming out. The history of everything is is being made known on a, on a daily basis, and I think that one component of it is is the the opponents of Trump are motivated to get this out. Because as we yes, know, you know, Donald Trump was one of the the leaders, one of the ring leaders of the movement to destroy these young men. And and yes, with yes. them any any positive image of black males. You know? And he spent yes, hundreds of thousands of dollars, Donald Trump, on ads in the New York papers calling for the death penalty to be uh, brought about and, and be uh, imposed on these young men and, and help that posture even after they were cleared. Hmm. Even after DNA, and, and, and I noticed on the Today Show, uh, this, this same, you know, horrible white woman, the prosecutor, um, who... Um, is uh, now uh, under fire from the public still is not acknowledging the innocence of these brothers. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Even if it's, uh, the, and and uh, someone someone had to say, you know, what lady? They are not. They didn't do this. You know, at at the end of the day, regardless of, of what you're reliving and what motivated you to do X, Y, and Z, they did not do this crime. And and so right. this reminds me of their view with reparations, their view with slavery. They do not apologize. Right. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. And that's what I love about it because in this drive towards separation – once again, you see the utter futility of trying to get along with these people in peace. You can't do it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Oh, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for bringing that. Uh, well, alaikum salam, Sister Attorney. Thank you for bringing that to the forefront because the, the man sitting in the White House today, um, that's the Central Park jogger uh, who was gang raped allegedly uh, and it was a completely not true um, and and from what I understand I shouldn't have let sis- Sister Pamela are you still there? Was it ultimately yes, found ma'am, to be I a, am. A, a thing and it, uh, it was one individual wasn't it? Yes ma'am the it was one individual okay. yes ma'am one individual it was yes, a, a serial rapist. And these are five uh, men who, whose lives were just destroyed. 
That's right. Yeah, you know, children. I think they, they ultimately there was ultimately a settlement for forty million dollars. I think. Right. Uh, but that's that's that was among the five of them. Right. <clears throat> you know, and I don't care how much money. Nope. Um, someone is awarded. The one thing in this life that you can never replace is time. You can get money and lose money and get more money, but you can never get time. And and the, the some of the best years of their lives were lost. And and like you're saying, Sister Pamela, they were tortured and tormented. And one of them said his uncle told him, You need to just go on and say you did it. Right. Yes, ma'am. So they stop torturing you. Yes, ma'am. And and you know, Sister Ava, um, real quick. Listening to your brothers talk about the school and how we love our children and we're protecting our children, you know, that was, I think she did a a great job in taking the innocence from these young boys and showing how they were just young boys with aspirations and hopes, and they just were, the enemy hates our our shadow. They hate hate our seed. They hate us. And so that's, that's what that really shows. I mean, they were robbed. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Our crime is that, well, Abraham Lincoln told those pastors when he offered them Panama, okay? Like, you all go to Panama. It's fertile, it's nice weather, you know, and these Negroes didn't want to do it. But he said, you know, we suffer from your presence. And you from ours. We, I mean, this this is the president of the United States who gets all the credit, and his you know history gives him makes him an angel. He was simply trying to save the country. He wasn't interested in no black people. But the point is, he spoke just like Trump speaks the the sentiment of white people now. Abraham Lincoln spoke their sentiment, and it's never changed. We suffer from your presence. And and I think everyone listening to this program can can cite at some point in your life when you walked into a, an environment dominated by white people and they looked at you like some alien from outer space. That's right. Yeah. Lived in all black community, never left, and still have not left to this day. But if you ever encountered white people, they they suffer from our presence. But go ahead, brother Terrence. I'm sorry. No, I mean it's it's this this whole conversation about uh, when they see us. I mean the whole conversation, you know, it, it, it lends to a whole lot a lot. I mean many many levels of this. Um, how the criminal justice system still treats children. Uh, minors um, yeah. and how they railroad them and how the legalization uh, of the laws have made their children adults uh, and how um, children are seen and how they are put into adult prisons and the um, the trauma that comes with it. So when we were talking about, I think it was last month, or maybe well, I think it was last month, mental health month, and, and how black people still deal with mental health and how we look at mental health 
um, but I'm just looking at it from the prison industrial complex and what mental uh, capacity or what mental illness goes on when you are as a child, uh, just being a child and you're kicked out of school and you're found for whatever reason that you're locked up and you're spending 20 to 30 years of your life. You may get out at 30, you may get out at 40, but you went in and as, as a child. You had no time really to develop. And what developing skills did you get in prison? Um, and we act like these prisons are institutions, and we've heard the the horror stories of what really goes on in prisons, and depending on what prison you went to, uh, how stacked you are, which mm-hmm. ones got raped, uh, and Khalifa Browder came out, and why did he uh, commit suicide? What did he go through? Um, so as we are blessed, blessed by our sister Ava to be able to have a documentary on Netflix to see a story, how many untold stories go on about countless black children across the country that suffer through the penal system and suffer through the point of uh, take a bid, take, you know, take this, uh, plead guilty for a lesser crime, even though you didn't do it. You just want to plead for a lesser crime to get out because if you don't say you're guilty, they will railroad you and you may spend 30, 40 years of your life even though you're innocent and later they discover it, but you lost it versus putting something on your record and come out in two years. Um, this this system, you know, is sick, and that's why these separation town halls are so, so, so needed. And it was very interesting, and I don't think we, we didn't really expound on it, but Brother Donnie brought up a very interesting conversation about the billions and millions and billions of dollars that privatized prisons make. And he said, you know, he actually considered it going to prisons, but not, and I don't think people caught the whole understanding. It's getting the money from the federal process of it, but also the reality that we will actually do reforming in our institutions, unlike the ones that are really just just, just institutions of pain and hurt and oppression, but we can actually reform. Give us your prison. Like we had in our paper, give us the prison. Release it and give them to us. So when you give us to our institutions, we will actually be reforming. We will actually be doing some stuff. But the reality is that America is still what has always been. And Central Park Five is what we came through the slavery, Jim Crow laws. You look at the white woman, or we can make an accusation and it stick. We don't need the facts. We don't need none of the facts. We just say it happened, and that's what it is. That's exactly right. Brother Zion. I don't know if we still have him on, but um, that I'm glad you made reference back to that. When, and to those who didn't didn't hear it, Brother Donnie offered the thought that uh, since the uh, prison system in America has been privatized and is and and correctional so-called correctional facilities, penal institutions are for sale. He talked about bonding one, and it, it is a fact that on the back of the final call uh, in what the, in the Muslim program, we call for release of uh, the captive believer. And what's profound and divine in Brother Donnie's idea is that it, it, it's not spooky. It, it removes the spookism because I that by calling for the release of our brothers and sisters who are locked up, we're just going to have them pour into and among the community without a process. 
all right? Because the reality is also that many of our people, because of being reared and shaped and molded under the rebel against God, they are not fit to live in civilized society. And they're going to have to undergo preparation. And the only ones that can really provide the proper preparation to bring them in, into a return to themselves is, is us, the Nation of Islam, those who follow the teachings of the thank, thank you, Minister Ava. Brother Donnie is still here. I, I have my phone on a, a mute button, and thank you for um, repeating oh, yes, those sir. words. I appreciate it. Oh, yes, sir. No, thank you. Because I don't think anyone thought of that until you said it. Right. And, and and this is why this is a time for the gatherings of the minds and the brilliance that is in the black community. You know, sister, we, we had an, another awesome town hall meeting in Milwaukee. All of them are amazing. But in Milwaukee, um, uh, a, a sister stood up during the uh, dialogue co- portion, and she said, well, I want to hear the step-by-step plan uh, for separation so that I can decide um, if I want to accept it or not. And And I explained to her, I said, you're here to help us devise the plan. All right. Right. You know, the 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 God has already given the command to do this. And he has provided you with a guide in our midst to make sure we're on the right path. But in terms of the practical application and the the how to that's for us to do. And, and this is why we need the the participation of the entire spectrum of black thought. It goes back to what Brother Lewis brought up. This is not the the registered body of the Nation of Islam. That's not what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said in the Muslim program. He said the descendants of slaves. Well, that's 40 to 60 million people. That's right. So we have to we have to create and 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 develop and implement the steps. The minister already gave us even the the blueprint. We already have that. That's right. We have the knowledge of will and we have the blueprint. He's given us the initial steps. He told us to boycott um uh to to conduct an economic boycott. He didn't tell us to stop. We just stopped. And then he told us to make our own communities a safe and decent place to live. You know, so we, we, we already have it. We just we just have to have the will and the commitment to do it. Yes, okay, so we're going to... Sister Ava. Yes, sir. No, Sister Ava, this is oh, yes, Sister Pamela. Pamela. I just have yes, one please. small thing to say. You know, and what the brother is saying is so beautiful about our ability to help our people because... One of the parts of the movie, the young man, he he was, after being tortured in prison, 
the one thing he wanted was his mama, you know, and it was very like poignant, you know, because he was they were robbed mm-hmm. from parents, and so you know, sixteen put in this print, he mm-hmm. wanted his mama. So you know the re-civilization, you know that's our our was the duty to re-civilize. I mean, many of our young people have been ripped away from family units, and they just need to be retrained on how to be civilized. With that, um, I think that's just a point that we, you know, that she did a good job showing. Well, you're right, and we, um, you know, I I put the question out recently on a Friday night to and I, I asked them, of course, it's in Chicago, what is the name of this place where we are? And people said MUI. And I said, well, that that's the that's this building. This is Muhammad University of Islam. But what is the name of this, this property? It was Mas Mariam. I said, that's Mas Mariam next door. But what is the name of this complex? And it kind of went blank because it's been so long since we said it, because we don't, we're not doing it. But it's, it's, and then somebody said National Center. Well, what's the rest of it? It's the National Center for the Reeducation and Retraining of the Black Man and Woman in America. And that's what we have to get back on top of. The nation's success is 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 in a do uh, a, a, a two-pronged approach. Teaching is one part, but training is the other. And that's what differentiates us from everybody else and everything else that is going on, and that is the training. See, the, to your point, Sister Pamela, the, Pamela, the restoration of the family Yes, ma'am. And we can't even bring back the family until we teach and train, and that's what the FOI and MGT classes do. The, the first thing that we have to learn in this life is our role hmm. as a black man and a black woman. See, all of this homosexuality and freakish behavior is is as a result of us being disconnected from our natural role. I'm a black woman at the end of the day. You know, I can be a lawyer or a minister or a store clerk or an artist or whatever else. That's what I may be doing or my field of endeavor, but what Allah created was a black woman, and he didn't make a mistake. He didn't make me a a, a with all of the characteristics of a female, but inside I'm a male. You know, if I'm undergoing that conflict, that's something in the in the food, the water, the upbringing. Right. That's something else that's causing that, not the God. And if we don't learn who and what we are and then learn how to be fathers and mothers, you're exactly right. That, that That's the cause of this. And like Brother Terrence said about this this lose lose situation where you're seventeen years old and somebody's telling you you can either plead guilty to this felony and get a couple of years or fight us and still lose and and be in prison for life because you had a gun 
um, the, the, you, you're going to find as you grow into adulthood that the plea may have done you more damage. Because as we know, in this system now, you can't, get, you can't even open a bank account. You can't get a That's job. Right. You, you, you're, you're rendered immobile by felony conviction. So we have to come away from their entire reality. There's, there's just no other option left for, uh, for us. Okay, but uh, and thank you for that, Sister Pamela. We have Brother Hoyle, who's been waiting a while, joining us. Brother Hoyle, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, family, and I just want to congratulate you and the North Carolina team on the separation panel. Excellent job, excellent. Praise be to Allah. I just want to remind everybody uh, to get this new paper, Sister Ava. Disastrous destruction. Oh, I got it right here. Did you know that there were 400, uh, a couple of days ago, 400 trimmers in uh, uh, California? There's so much going on. Wow. Tornadoes, 500 tornadoes that broke a record. Flooding in um, the Midwest uh, is. Probably going to surpass 2000, uh, 2000. I think it was mm-hmm. no, 1993. 1993. And uh, like I said, a lot is on the move. But we have to, like you said, sustain. We we got so much we have to do. Um, I, I, you know, Memphis. I'm I'm not in this political thing, and I heard Brother Donnie. Do we do have to take control of our local politics? But uh, in Memphis, they got this political convention. A people's convention where they get this consensus candidate. You know, me working with the separation thing here in the city and with you, Dr. Ava, I'm pushing more, you know, once we separate and get these eight states because, you know, we know that politics without economics is similar without substance. And you know what, uh, Biden and, and all this, cause it's over with. But, I'm, you know, what, what's your take on this political move in, in, in America? I'm, I'm more on separation, Mr. David. Well, you know, the, uh, and, and it, you know, Brother Donnie, please weigh in on this, but I, I, I what I hear, hear us all saying, and, and what he was speaking of earlier about making a, this mass movement of black people and the impact it will have on the economy, and the economy is is what gives substance to politics. Politics is relationships, and it it really goes to how you distribute the wealth and assets of a community. That, that that's what politics is about. You know, your your family is political. You know, you and your you and your wife, or you and your husband—that that's politics. You know, we talk about well, who, what are we going to do with this, and what are we going to do with that? How are we going to utilize this? The problem with black people is we don't have any leverage. Mm-hmm. It's the determination or the negotiation 
for how to how to distribute things. That's why the minister is public enemy number one. Right. Because God's point man to pull the economic rug out under him. And they know about that. Hello? I think you're breaking up so they yep. going in and out. There you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let me try. Oh. Am I still on? Can you hear me better now? <laughs> yeah, you're still on, Brother Hoyle. Everybody's still on. Brother Hoyle. Yes, sir, but I yeah. I think politics is important. It's important, but we have to uh we have to move quickly to increase our leverage. Yes, and and that comes through what Brother Donnie's making reference to, see the program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, which is that we're getting out of here. Because right. we do have needs. We do have needs. And he said, we we expect you to supply our needs for 20 to 25 years. Well, that's got to be negotiated. And one more thing, Sister Abel. Uh, article in the paper about the Nation of Islam Air Force. It's on the second page. It's called The Defense Department Still Investigates UFOs. Pentagon Spokesman. Right. It's a beautiful article. It talks about the uh, uh, sightings of uh, pilot, pilot sightings. Yes. And uh, Ilya Rashad's beautiful book. And uh, they're uh, I hear on George Norris' show all the time. They got a special section on UFOs. You know, we know they're identified flying objects, and that's our Air Force. And we know what it's about, but uh, it, it's coming to fruition. But I'm gonna let somebody else talk, and I just want to congratulate Brother Donnie, Brother Amon, and uh, Brother Lewis, and um, I was, it was beautiful. I, I'm just proud. Um, when is the next one, Sister Ava? You say in. Um, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia is the fifteenth. Okay, inshallah, I'm gonna try to make. And one then of Philadelphia numbers. is the twenty-first. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to back. All praise due to Allah. Back to back. Keep up. Ramad. Oh, Ed Kareem, brother. <laughs> He's kind of breaking up there. Uh, we're down to two minutes. Bro- Brother Donnie, are you still with us? I'm still with you, uh, my dear sister. Um, and Brother makes a, a good point about the politics of things that you uh, kind of laid uh, out about leveraging. And I think what we may need is a case study to really examine mm. the impact uh, in a policy way and how that, and believe me, just to talk about it and coming yeah. to a realization that if it happened, this is how it could happen, and this is how it would happen, and this would be the impact of it, I think just that alone will start to create leverage on. on our part <laughs> about getting some things done. I agree. We'd have the actual facts backing us up. There you go. Praise be to Allah. I love it. Clear, succinct, and real. Well, Brother Student Minister Donnie Muhammad, uh, Student Minister Aman Muhammad, 
brother, of course, our international correspondent, Brother Ruben Muhammad, my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, our executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, all of those who have participated uh, on tonight's program and the brilliance and the insight that you bring to these elevated discussions. Please uh, join us again next Thursday, 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and also tune in to hear Elevated Places broadcast to the uh, broader community on Tuesday nights on No One Radio, K-N-O-W, numeral one, radio.com. Every Tuesday, 7 to, uh, I'm sorry, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding as we await the return of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and our wonderful delegation. We thank Allah forever and ever. As-salamu alaykum. 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 As-salamu ala